0: Hey, hello, what is up? Thanks for tuning in to the For The One podcast, an extension of conversations of hope and encouragement brought to you by yours truly, my meek, or some of you may know me as Instagram for Believers. I am so thrilled for today's topic of conversation, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Okay, so, um... Before we jump into the topic, I thought it would be appropriate to kind of explain myself. Where have I been? What has been going on? Um, It's actually been not a couple of weeks, but a couple of months since I have done a podcast episode. Um, A lot of people have messaged me about it and asked me what was going on. So it was kind of a multitude of things going on. Um, I mean, just in short in January, I launched a young adult ministry. If you guys don't know, I'm actually a young adults pastor here in Palmdale, California. And so we had just launched our young adult ministry. Things were chaotic. My schedule had changed like tremendously Um, throughout the last couple of months. I have lost um, some friends, some dear friends of mine, and just kind of having to process through that, process through my emotions and feelings and just like working with a new, like, work schedule, like, everything was just a lot at once, and I could not do it anymore. Um, and so, unfortunately, I kind of just stopped one, like, after one episode of the podcast, and I was like, all right, well, I'm not doing a podcast anymore. But over the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about it and wanting to kind of jump back into it. Um, over the last couple of months, I've had the honor of just, like, partnering with some incredible people at church and just they've been helping me so much with young adults and with myself and so um just after just some time and consideration I felt that now getting ready to head back into summer um would be a good time for podcast to kind of be brought back now um full disclaimer I do not know If my podcast will be weekly like before, if it's going to be every other week, bear with me. But please hold me accountable. Um, Honestly, I just have gotten into this kind of slack off mood. And over the last like two weeks or something like that, I made a post about it. But I just felt like the Lord was dealing with me on how much I'm stewarding my platform and using the voice that God has given me. And and I could be a lot better at it. So hopefully this is just a step in the right direction Um, and kind of just doing that and and being obedient to the Lord's call on my life and so yeah that's that's literally what happened I'm not gonna sugarcoat it um that is point like period what happened it's just life became so much and I can't I can't function like that like I have to have a lot of things in order and things have to make sense and so things kind of somewhat make more sense right now but um I wanted to talk about something that kind of just struck my heart while I was doing my devotional time. And I did a post about it. I did archive that post, sorry if you've seen it, but I wanted to leave time to kind of expand on the conversation with this podcast. And, and that is um, called Leah, Leah. Now, if y'all don't already know who Leah is, I'm going to break it down for you Um, in short, because there's also scripture attached to it. And so you can personally read this in Genesis chapter 29, And 30. And now I'm not going to read it because it's a lot, and I only got like 30 minutes on this podcast. But um, in short, we have a man named Jacob. Jacob wants to marry Rachel. Jacob goes to Rachel's dad and is like, hey, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this girl. Scriptures tells us how incredibly beautiful Rachel was. The Bible literally describes Leah as like the not attractive sister. Like that is literally what the scripture says, that she was the not attractive sister. And so you get Jacob who wants to marry Rachel. And it picks up in Genesis chapter 29, verse 15. And so what ends up happening is is they're saying like, "Hey, there's no sparkle in Leo's, Leah's eyes and I'm just I'm just not interested." And he has two do- two daughters and he only wants one of them. So, what ends up happening is that Jacob was so in love with Rachel that he said, "I will work for you for 7 years if you will give me Rachel, your youngest daughter, as my wife." And so he agrees to it. I think his name is Laban. I don't really know how to say it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Laban. And so he says, I would rather give her to you than anyone else. So stay and work with me. So Jacob ends up working seven years pay, seven years pay for Rachel and his love grew for her so strong over that time. And so the time finally comes when he's done working his his time for her, and so he's like, "Oh, I've fulfilled my agreement. Now give me my wife so I can sleep with her." And so what ends up happening is Laban prepares a wedding um, in their neighborhood and a feast and all that kind of stuff. And so um, they're all excited, thinking this is going to go through. And so right before um, it's time to do the deed, and I do the deed. I'm sorry if you're. Like under thirteen, um, it comes time to do the deed, aka have sex. He wants to have sex with his wife. Don't we all, right? But the time comes. Um, that was meant to be a joke. Please don't take that seriously. <laughs> and so the time comes, and so what ends up happening is Laban takes Leah in the dark to Jacob, and so Jacob thinks it's Rachel and ends up sleeping with her. And so when he wakes up in the morning. He's like, Laban, like, what have you done? I have worked seven years for Rachel. Why have you tricked me? Why? And so Laban just tells him, hey, the custom is that my youngest daughter is supposed to get ahead of the firstborn. But he says, I'll give you Rachel too. As long as you work for me another seven years. And see what ends up happening is Jacob is so in love with this girl. He's like, fine, seven more years. Here we go. And so he works after a week. He had, you know, married Leah. He then ends up getting married to Rachel. And so it ends up in verse 30, it picks up that Jacob ends up sleeping with Rachel and he loved her much more than Leah. And then he stayed at this place, their house, whatever, um, to continue working the seven years as promised. And so... Um, what's interesting is that as you that's just the the background the background story that's not really the heart that I want to get to but as you read that story it's very interesting to see the dynamic of hey this guy loves this woman he agrees to work for the dad for seven years he gets bamboozled tricked hustled ends up getting the the not so attractive daughter um, as his wife and and then just a week after he marries Leah that's he's not, he's not, he's not taking it. He's like, no, I'll still want Rachel. And so he ends up marrying Rachel just after a week. And so then he sleeps with her and he's even more in love than he was before. And so the interesting part and where I kind of want to rest is where this story picks up in verse um 31. It says when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he enabled her to have children. But Rachel could not conceive. So remember, Leah is the the not so hot sister um and she is able to conceive meanwhile. Uh, Rachel could not, and so it says, Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and she named him Reuben, for the for she said, the Lord has noticed my misery, and now my husband will love me. My the Lord has noticed my misery, and now the Lord, my husband will love me. And continues on in in, in verse 33, it says. She soon became pregnant again and gave birth to another son, and she named him Simon. For she said, the Lord heard that I was unloved and has given me another son. In verse 34, says she became pregnant a third time, and this time she gave birth to another son, and he was named Levi. And so she says, surely this time my husband will feel affection for me since I have given him three sons. Three sons already. And we all know that most guys, most men, when they're married and they're having a child, um, they want boys, just like it is almost said. Not all the time that girls typically want girls. Not me, but you know, whatever. And so she has three boys at this point. She has Simon, she has Reuben, and she has Levi. Three sons. Surely this time my husband will feel affection for me since I have given him three sons. After reading that, I think my heart just broke because I think of how many times girls, especially even nowadays, um, believe that having sex with a man will make them um, love them, That, that giving a man a child will make them love the woman more love the mom more and it's so unfortunate and I think because I see it a lot um with some family and friends that like having a baby by a man does not necessarily mean he is going to love you the way you want and so I don't know who needed to hear that but that's what it is and it's so ridiculously wild to me that this is literally what scriptures say and that we can take what this scripture says and look at it in our lives today and be like dang this is so true even still today And so then it picks up in in verse 35. It says, once again, Leah became pregnant and gave birth to another son. And she named him Judah. For she said, now I will praise the Lord. And then she stopped having children. She stopped having children. This story, I think, kind of wrecked me in a different kind of way. Just because I think of all the Leah's in this world, the beautiful, incredible women listening to this who feel like they are so kind of ugly, that they feel that they're not worth anything, that they feel like um, they are unloved. And so my heart just breaks for the person that is Leah. And so there's so much to unpack in this story. The first being that Jacob as a man who is now married to two women still felt the need, right? To have sex with Leah, even though he knew he did not love her. He knew he didn't love her. And yet, and I hate to say this, is like um, men, because men do this, but how many times do we do we, as women think that having sex with a man will make him love us more? And time and time again, Rachel, I mean, Leah had, had literally conceived children, and yet she still felt unloved. She still felt like she she just wanted her husband to love her. And she never got that. But what's interesting about this story is that we see that the first three times um, she points out that the Lord has noticed. So the first time it's like the Lord has noticed my misery and my husband will love me. The second time says the Lord heard that I was unloved and has given me another son. And the third time it says... Surely this time my husband will feel affection. So she is a woman who feels unnoticed. She is miserable because she is so unhappy and she just wants so desperately to be loved. She is unloved and she is craving affection. How many times is that us? I can give you pretty much every recall where I have felt those very exact things. Now granted, I didn't go have a baby, but... The feelings that Leah felt, I think, are so similar to some of the things we feel today. And so it's hard to not pay attention to this story. But what's so beautiful about this story is that once she gives birth um, to her fourth son, Judah, it says, now I will praise the Lord. Now I will praise the Lord. See, every one of Leah's children were named based off of the pain and hurt that she felt. If You look it up. Every single one of those names, I am telling you, they have a meaning behind them. And it wasn't until the fourth time that she finally allowed the Lord to meet her needs and focus solely on him that she was able to praise, that she was able to rejoice after having this baby boy. And what came upon me was like, dang, like, sometimes we need to look at ourselves when we're feeling unloved and when we're feeling unwanted and when we're feeling unnoticed. Like, how much better would we be if we simply did what she did after four times and simply focused on the Lord and allowing him to meet our needs, allowing us to find affection and love in him and find that hope in him? Then we wouldn't necessarily feel like Leah. Another beautiful part of this story is that Leah was neglected. Not even just by her husband, but but by her sister. Her sister who was probably filled with pride and just, like, arrogancy of, like, oh, I'm the pretty sister. He wants me. We've all been there. I've been there. But it's like she wasn't just neglected by her husband. She was also neglected by her own sister, Rachel. And the whole time that Leah was dealing with what she was dealing with, God still had a purpose. God still had a purpose for her pain. Literally, I know that is one of the most cheesy, like Christian, cliche things we say, but it's true. God truly does have purpose for our pain. Every single thing we feel, every single thing we go to, there is a purpose attached to it. And we see that with Leah. With Leah, we get two of the greatest tribes, and they came from her giving birth in broken seasons. We have the tribe of Levi and the tribe of Judah. How incredible is that? And I'm sure that there are times where we can look back in our lives and see, like, yeah, God had a purpose for that. I was um, talking with someone today. Um, I've, I've Today is not Sunday, but today is Friday. Today is Friday. I had to look at a calendar. Um, and I have been in pretty much immense pain all day due to uh, kind of having an accident where I tripped and fell. Um, and... My back has been killing me to the point where I cannot, like, physically move. I deal with pinch nerves in my back, and I have um, periodically back spasms. And they happen more when I find any kind of discomfort. Yesterday night, I tripped over some wires in my house, and I've, I knew in that moment that I was going to feel it in the morning. And so I have. Um, it's normal. But I say all that to say is I was having a conversation with a friend who had asked me how I was doing, and I explained that whole situation. And she was just like, man, like, it sucks that you have to go through that. You know what I mean? And, and, and I truly believe that, yes, it absolutely sucks. I do not recommend back surgery. I do not recommend uh, car accidents being in the wrong place at the wrong time. But the reason I say that is because my car accident was a result of me not listening to the Holy Spirit, being in a place where I didn't need to be that the lord did not intend for me to be and because i chose to ignore the holy spirit in that moment i ended up with a broken back and in the hospital for a couple of weeks and so um it was a very painful painful situation then and i granted i still deal with pain but that is probably one of the most memorable things that i can attach to the holy spirit because i now get to tell people like hey like ignoring the holy spirit will literally cost you it cost me my whole if you don't believe me I can give you a play-by-play every exact detail and moment that happened and so I now get to use that story um, to help with a purpose, you know, of, of reminding people how, how imperative it is to our lives to listen to the Holy Spirit and to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to lay down our wants and desires and be like, hey, is this truly what God has for me? And there's a whole nother story attached to that at the right time. But um, there was the purpose to that pain is me being able to share that story. Last week in Young Adults, we were talking about healing and how people have always prayed for healing. And granted, some people get that healing and some like me have not yet seen that healing. But I know that me telling my story is a testament to the faithfulness of God and and how he protected me and and how he has been protecting me. And so I may not see healing um, on this side of earth, but I know that when I go home to be with Jesus, that I will not feel an ounce of back pain anymore. But for now, I get to endure it and I get to use it as a testament to God's faithfulness and his protection over my life. And so every single thing that we go through, every painful, heartbreaking moment does truly serve purpose. And it's our jobs to start asking, hey, God, what is the purpose that you want from me to learn in this moment? What is it that you're trying to teach me? What is it that you are trying to show me? Let me have eyes to see and ears to hear. That's what it's about. We can choose to sit for years, like Leah did, by having children. We can choose to sit in that pain and realize that, hey, there's going to be purpose for this one day. Without the tribe of Judah, (laughs) we wouldn't have Jesus. Like, there's so much to Rachel's story or to Leah's story that. People haven't even unpacked or like they haven't listened. But granted, this is in the Old Testament, but because of the hurt that she endured then, we now get to read about some of the incredible things that came from it literally 400 plus years later and even now like 2000 years later. And so, man, this story just kind of wrecked me over the last couple of weeks as I have been trying to to gather, hey, we feel like Leah. But it's important to know, just like Leah, that God still had a purpose. And so I don't know who needs to hear that today, but God truly does have purpose. Maybe you are feeling unloved, neglected, almost abandoned by people. But God has got you. That's not going to change. And maybe it's not even that you're feeling like this, but maybe you're just going through a hard season financially, physically, emotionally, that still does not mean that God doesn't have a purpose for it. It may look a little different, but our results are still the same. And that is that God has a plan and a purpose for that. And so my prayer is that wherever you're at in life is that we would look at this story. I mean, we hear, if I'm being honest, I've heard of this story time and time again, growing up in um, the children's church, being in ministry for so long. But I have never looked at it from the perspective of Leah. I have always been like, "Oh yeah, Rachel, the the cool sister, the hot sister, um, this guy who we all want, right? Who doesn't want a man that wants to prove that he loves you by working seven years for your dad?" Like, I just I found it interesting and a definite shift in perspective of even just reading the story of how we overlook Leah. Not only was she being overlooked in this moment with her own husband, but even us as as people who get to read the Bible, like, how many times have we overlooked this? Instead of sitting in the shoes of Leah and being like, hey, I feel like that. I feel just like she does. And so it was just a a beautiful time of reflection. Like, I I think I just cried after reading this and just wanted to be in the presence of the Lord, but... Man, how much different would it be if if we simply took time to kind of dissect these scriptures and then we realized that the Bible, Old or New Testament, like, it has a lot for us. So many people avoid reading the Old Testament because it's, like, older stories and it can be scary. Like, I was one of those people. Reading the Old Testament has always been a struggle for me. But as I really took intentional time to read the passages of scripture and understand the context and et cetera and et cetera, like... It still applies to us today. People don't want to read the Old Testament because we don't believe that it applies to us today because the law has been fulfilled. And granted, yes, we do have that New Testament in there, but don't neglect the Old Testament. Don't neglect um, what it is that God is literally just putting right in our faces for us to be like, man, it is years later, but I can still look at this and apply it to my life. There are so much things that I have learned from Leah. And I hope you would read it in your own private time and learn too. But now I will praise the Lord, she says, after having four children. My prayer is that just like Leah, in our own times, remember, we can't force these things, but that we would learn to let the Lord meet our needs and that we would be focused on him so we can rejoice and praise just like Leah. And so as I end this this podcast I just want to take a moment to pray for those of us and I say us because I'm not one to sugarcoat it like I've been there but my prayer is that we would start being more intentional with how we can allow the Lord to meet our needs because that's what he's here for every need of feeling unloved and unwanted and neglected every need of being hurt and broken We all need God and we need to be dependent on him so we can rejoice in times of our brokenness. God, I pray for the the listener on the other side of this podcast, on the other side of the screen, wherever they're listening from. I pray that you would comfort them in a special way today. For those that are feeling unloved and unwanted and neglected and abandoned, God, we lift these things up to you and we just pray that... We would learn to be so in love with you, God, and so dependent on you that we wouldn't look to other people or things to fulfill the needs that only you can give us. We thank you, God, that you allow us to have such the honor and privilege of simply getting to know you and be in your presence, God. We pray that you would begin to challenge our thinking as we continue to read our Bibles, as we continue to devote our time with you, God, that we wouldn't just read it to say, Oh yes, I read the Bible today, but that we would be intentional about diving into scriptures and realizing how much we need them, God, how much it how much it can help us and grow us and prosper us by simply taking time to read it word for word. God We pray over the person listening to this for the rest of their day or night whenever they're listening. We pray that you would continue to bless them and their families. We give you all glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope that was interesting um, enough for you to kind of pick your own brain and kind of dissect things on your own. And, I mean, I don't really know. It's been a long time since I closed out a podcast. But my prayer is that you would go home or if you're at home, open up your Bible, read through Genesis chapter 29 and 30, and jot down what you feel it spoke to you. If you uh, do that, tag me, share it with me, send me a DM, whatever floats your boat, I am here, and I would love to hear your guys' feedback and opinions. So, um, I'll be looking for that, and you guys be looking out for the next episode of the For The One podcast. I love you. I will see you next time.